My goal for today's episode is specific and focused. I want to provide you with a comprehensive, hands-on and impartial analysis of the strategic approach to investing in commercial real estate. I want to demystify the jargons, offer practical insights and present an unbiased perspective to guide your thought process when considering commercial real estate investments. I'm your host Ashish Chavla. Welcome to another episode of Temperament by One Finance where we explore emotions and biases and their effect on the way we handle our money. Our aim is to help you avoid costly mistakes by giving you practical financial knowledge that helps you make smarter financial decisions. As per the Moda Intelligence report, India commercial real estate market size is estimated at 33.62 billion dollars and is expected to reach 87.57 billion dollars by 2028. While the global commercial real estate market has faced challenges in recent years, India has demonstrated consistent growth, defying the prevailing trend. As per CBRE, in H1 2023, retail leasing witnessed an uptick of 24% year on year to touch 2.9 million square feet. a rise of 15% compared to H2 2022 as per radhadeer ceo of jll india in 2022 more office spaces were rented or bought than the average in the 5 years before covid-19 this shows that the office market is still strong and doing well there are a few reasons for the same india's strong domestic demand availability of quality real estate at low occupancy costs established credentials as a global tech and r&d hub and a strong startup culture are supporting the growth of the commercial sector but the question is how does this impact you and me and how should we be planning our investments to delve into this let me introduce my first guest on the show atul banshar director of finance at omax limited welcome to the show atul yes thank you thanks ashish thank you so atul what is your overall perspective on the current state of commercial real estate and in what direction do you see its development trending So commercial properties I'll say uh, there are two components uh, primarily of commercial properties uh, which normally use other than that I will I, I'm not quoting warehousing and other things so commercial properties uh, retail and office spaces so I'll say retail is doing pretty good across India uh, uh, but com- uh, I'll say office spaces uh, is not moving in the same direction because office spaces because of uh, the situation that been uh, a couple of years back on so now the office spaces is still has to take will take time to recover worldwide also if you see office demand has uh, declined so if you uh, i if i take uh, uh, you know overseas investors as a queue then uh, office spaces is not currently in too much of demand retail definitely is because retail malls everywhere is doing good uh, and uh, not uh, particularly not only in one macro market but across uh, multiple macro micro markets sure so what key factors should be considered when we are making an investment decision in commercial real estate commercial property is generally bought for 3 years one is self use somebody has a uh, off, uh, you know shop or something some businesses they want to open a shop or open an office so they need a commercial property for that second is investment so investment is the biggest chunk which is coming in india right now which is a major driver for growth uh, so that is a second reason third reason is more emotional somebody is uh, you know emotionally attached to a particular location a new mall is coming in chandni chowk their ancestral used to be there they had a shop earlier so they want to buy a property there or so and and i want to buy a property in amritsar or a chandigarh or uh, kerala or uh, lucknow so that's something which is more emotional driven uh, investments but prime investment out of three is your purely for returns so people invest in real estate or commercial property to uh, earn rentals or you know uh, seek for appreciation on the property so that's a major drive for people 
the most important uh, factor for anybody to look into is uh, location because location drives uh, your ultimate growth and your return because if your location is not good you will never earn, earn money if if you take any prime location even if say for example gurgaon so gurgaon not every commercial property does good if you are if you see the properties coming up near manishar or uh, uh, i will say near tall or after tall in in on highways those uh, none of these properties are doing good but you come to this side golf course road golf extension road even mg road these roads they are doing very good even sola road is doing very good so you have to choose your location very 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 uh, diligently understand that which market has has a highest potential uh, demography is very important your location is very important your overall uh, you know targeted audience is very important second important factor i feel is your the developer with whom you are going because see ultimately in india the commercial properties are developed by private developers mostly so you have to understand which developer you are going with it so what is the trend or the past history of that developer how you know good they have delivered how uh, uh, you know what was their leasing uh, background how did well they uh, leased out if you see dlf mbs they have a very good background of leasing omax has a very good uh, leasing background so they have done a very good job but not every new developer can have that kind of a experience to do that so that's something second factor that you have to keep in mind third factor i always believe in real estate is your entry point what price point you are entering the market you are entering the market in a overrated market you will always have a different kind of a return if you enter into a i'll say slightly moderated or reasonable or a low uh, you know market type then definitely your returns will be much better got it you made some very crucial points satul can we delve a little deeper into each you mentioned demographics and target audience why is this aspect crucial in the context of making investment decisions so retail will only work where the high density population is there so you have to choose a area where there the huge population is staying or there is a huge population which is coming up in that area so residential how big the residential market coming second question will come is that how uh, what kind of uh, uh, you know uh, gentry is coming to that area because if you if you are looking for a, a high end mall and the mall's location is somewhere where you know, your general demography is not that strong or gentry that you are looking at is not looking for a high end buying so then the mall will not work there so that's something which you have to location you have to keep those things factors in mind while choosing a location so any good location works very well for retail now another thing is that apart from all the major i'll say metro markets or a major markets your tier 2 cities are doing very good in retail they are the most economic because people have uh, spare money to invest spare money to in spend and that money is definitely coming to for your shop or your offices or for your mall so that's something which is going to give you the extra return over a period of time right this makes a lot of sense moving on to the second point you raised about scrutinizing the developer's background what actions can be taken to gain a more comprehensive understanding in this regard so as a out of three this is the most easier question i understand your point of view that you know one of many of the big developers also failed so that's something eventually i don't think everybody can uh, estimate on a, uh, that also on a retail investors very difficult for them to estimate but most important you to see the trend of last 2 3 years of the developer what kind of development they have done what kind of leasing they have done what kind of i'll say time frame they have taken to deliver a project uh, second most important is you have to always be a customer be a aware customer don't be just a just a passive uh, investor you have to look into it because now era is in place your every project every projects every penny that you a developer spends on a monthly basis quarterly basis is mentioned on your era website if you go on a era website you will find everything mentioned there how much developer is collecting how much developer is spending 
how fast the pace development, what is the timeline the developer has committed, what kind of development timeline it is looks like with the kind of spend he is making on a monthly or quarterly basis. So those things are, are very well there where you can monitor a developer on his basis. The forums are very active. If you have an issue, you can go to RERA, they, they'll hear it on a, on a daily basis. They have a hearing. So you have all the ears and eyes to look into those projects. So you, you have to just use them. That's most important. So ultimately, developer past is important. What they're doing currently last two, three years is very important to understand. Then you have to just keep, and it hardly takes some time. You go to a RERA website or for your project, you have to spend 10, 10 minutes in a month. So that much you can do and you can monitor that. The Real Estate Regulation and Development Act, commonly known as RERA, is a regulatory framework enacted in 2017 to enhance transparency and accountability in the real estate sector. The regulations require the builders to adhere to a lot of disclosures. Let me share the key ones. The developer needs to register projects before advertising or selling. Disclose comprehensive project details on the RERA website. Deposit a percentage of funds collected in a separate account to prevent diversion. Disclose and adhere to project completion timelines or face penalties and a lot more. RERA safeguards buyers, promotes fair practices and expedites dispute resolution, enhancing the overall integrity of the real estate transactions. The specific provisions may of course vary from state to state. Now, Atul, you highlighted the significance of entry point as another crucial factor influencing investment decisions. Are you suggesting that market timing plays a role in this context? And can we time the market at all? That's the most difficult part. See, I always believe as a finance professional that you can never time a market. Easier said than done. For me also, it's easier to say, okay, time your market, go in a right direction. Even if I have to invest, I'm not sure that I will do a right decision at the right time sometime maybe. Uh, maybe with my experience, maybe I'll do a little better, but it's still, uh, it's not easy. So you have to uh, see that you now how the market has moved, what price point it started, it moved out to what direction. So there is a generally a 5%, 6% of inflation is there. So you have to time that and see that how price has moved. Suppose the price point is 100 and has moved down to already 300, then looking for an immediate gain on that property looks quite difficult. It is 100 to move to 120 and then 30 and the market is promising, developer is good. Then your price point is still better, 150, 160. Looks, you know, still you are, you are into a range where your appreciation is still uh, to be gained on this project. So early stage projects gives you a better return but late stage project gives you a better stability or I'll say security. Got it. And this is a very good point that you've raised. So what's your perspective on investing in under construction projects as opposed to fully constructed ones? There are different options and everybody has a priority but my suggestion always would be when you're buying an under construction property, buy for a construction link plan. Never pay in advance. Never pay more than what has been built. Never pay that. Because then that's the place where there is a chance of a developer failing, you know, when they collect more, don't spend on time, there are chances of, you know, there may be tomorrow, may or may not. But I'm saying, if you want to be a double sure, you always opt for construction link payment plan, always pay accordingly. Under construction properties, the advantage that you get is your investments are not upfront entirely and chances of appreciation are bigger because you are buying in current rate market and you are seeing, looking for next, maybe two years, three years or four years of construction time, then your, your chances of making uh, money there is much higher. So always look for properties where you have the price point and your payment plan, your construction link plans are there. And then you can see gradually your investments are going up and up. Ready property gives you one advantage, which definitely under construction properties that you have a safety and security that your property is ready tomorrow. If anything happens, at least your property is in your hand. Your appreciation will be lesser. So it all depends how much risk appetite you have. 
if you have slightly uh, less risk appetite, you want to be a double CEO, buy a ready property. Ready property also gives you two, three kind of options. Ready property, which is, you know, just ready, which is not leased. Ready property, which is leased. Leased property will give you a higher price, lower return. Unleased property will give you, obviously, a higher return because there the little bit of uncertainty of leasing is there. If you're buying for self-use, I'll say you should always go for under construction or nearly completion properties. If you're buying it for investment, then risk, depending on risk appetite, you can choose for under construction property or completed properties. Both is advantage. Risk and reward is always opposite to each other. Absolutely. Investment advice is not a one-size-fits-all scenario. Your individual context, personality, financial position and goals are quite unique to yourself and they require a tailored solution. Seeking guidance from professionals and experienced qualified financial advisors, such as those at One Finance, is a wise step in crafting a personalized strategy for your specific needs. Now, let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever wondered about the various investment options available for commercial real estate, from fractional ownership to REITs? How to effectively manage risks when buying a property? Or how to integrate the entire real estate investments into your financial planning? Join me in part two as I unravel these mysteries and equip you with the knowledge you need to make informed decision in the world of commercial real estate investing. I will see you on the other side. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.